Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Matt, did you get your fill of Mickey Mouse? <laughs> you just came back recently from uh, from Disney World. I know. Uh, you know, there's Disneyland, there's Disney World. You came back from Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Oh, yes. Did I get my fill? No. Never. I know. <laughs> I know why people go over and over because there's always something to do. There's Mickey's always got something more. I know. There's always something up his little magical sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> I did greet you at the door with one of my new uh-huh. Disney mugs. You did. It looks vintagey and cool and it's shaped cool. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. My vice, I don't know, do you have a vice when you go like shopping on vacation cuz my vice is coffee. Yeah, mugs. it's groceries. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. But you don't like, you don't collect anything or little tchotchkes or jewelry. Like when you're on vacation, are you like, oh, I want to find a Christmas ornament. I want to find a jewelry. Well, wait, here's what I'll say. In Hilton Head near our sea loft, um, there is my, one of my favorite jewelry stores. Okay. Um, And, uh, well, I go every now and then. I don't go every time I go, but if I go once, it's enough for a couple years. That's really funny. So when I buy a $12 mug a couple times a year, <laughs> you buy jewelry every couple years. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's exactly right. I support that. Yeah, that's exactly right. But yeah, we love mugs and Christmas ornaments. Okay. We didn't get any of the Christmas ornaments, but we do love, love a good mug. And you know who I got that from is my dad. My dad. Did you ever see? So when my dad was living. So the the amount of mugs. The Starbucks. Do you remember he had like a Starbucks mug collection when they did them? I think now you could put them on eBay because, you know, they're the the old school ones. That's right. I I mean, mug after mug after mug. I know. Cool ones too, but also ugly ones. Like there were some like (laughs) logoed ones that I'm like, what? The well, my dad had a lot of Disney, not a lot, some Disney mugs, and I'm like, where are those? Where are I think those they got Disney to the Goodwill, mugs? probably. But they went on to the Goodwill. Anyway, hey, tell me about your good day. Okay, so recently, uh, and I shared this on my Instagram, and you are welcome to join me on Instagram. It's just oh wait, my name, before at bef- Leah Miller, okay. before we do this, yes, can we acknowledge Kelly? Yes. Our so the last two episodes that yes. we had, we had our first ever guest, yes, Kelly Brownlee, yes, KB the Brave on Instagram, yes. She was awesome. She was so awesome. I thought about things. I'm still thinking about some of the Same. things she said. I mean, just really, I felt like, you know, there were moments that you know we're here in, in your studio, and there were moments that I was like, this actually is for me. Same. I mean, I'm sure it's probably going to be for other people listening, but this feels like it's for me. And. If for me too, if, and I want, I was going to say this because I've, I, this is what I've been doing this week after talking with her is she, there's two stories from the Bible that she referenced that I've been reading this week in different books and translations. The first one is in Exodus Exodus. chapter 12, I've been reading, um, where it talks about he owns the night. The night oh, belongs to him. Mic drop. We talked yeah, about that after we it, shut the mics down for a while because she talked about how in your darkest of darks, God owns that. He knows what the darkness is like. He owns the night. And then the second mm-hmm. thing that she said that has been rattling around in my brain is from Luke chapter five. And it's about the man who sat by the pool in Bethesda. And he was sitting mm-hmm. next to the pool in Bethesda for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And Jesus walks up to him and says, well, do you want to be healed? Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
Yeah. Well, yeah. okay then. Mm-hmm. And so I've been reading those stories. So I don't know if anyone out there like me has been thinking about some of the things Kelly said. Um, that's in Exodus 12 and Luke yes. chapter 5. Yeah, so good. Okay, listen. When we share good days, you share your good day first. Because I okay. think when I share my good day, I think what's going to happen is, you know, some of those podcasts we have that we're like, we were going to talk about this, but now we're <laughs> this actually, could be this. We're, we're actually, this could turn into that. That's so really funny. You share your good day. So this summer we had such a good time um, just getting away. Such a good time. I can't stress the importance of getting away. We've, we've actually done podcasts about um, ways to get away on the yeah. cheap. Yes. You know, what are some, some yes. ticks, tips and tricks? And I actually, I had a, an appointment with my counselor last night and my counselor said, um, how good it is to get away. It ignites your creativity. It gets you out of a rut. Um, it gets you out of like the mundane of home and just the routines that you have. And she was just so encouraging about getting away. Um, so part of our vacation, we spent with my sister and her kids. And her, my sister has two boys that are within six months of both of my two boys. Um, so we have two boys and a girl, and she has two boys. But the boys are within six months they of each other. They love each other. They love each other. Um, I think I said this, but my fourth grader has been cr- crying about yeah, leaving his right, cousin. They're right, such good friends. Right. So anyway, we get home. Listen, sometimes when I leave my good friends, I, I, right? <laughs> I feel like crying. I know. I know. They Honestly, um, <laughs> my son's name is Luca. His cousin's name is Zane. And Luca and Zane have known each other since birth. Yeah. And it's really his first friend. Yeah. Even though, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's known Zane longer than he's known his brother. Yeah, and so, that's true. Um, that's true. Anyway, Zane ha- just holds a special place in Luca's heart. And so... this is so funny I don't know all the things that they talk about you know they play together and they do whatever they do they're they're on the beach they were in the pool and they chat they talk so much so anyway we get home and we were running some errands um, around home and we were just out all morning and Mallory said "Uh, let's just stop in and get a quick bite to eat at this Chinese restaurant near us and Luca says I think I would like to just get some wonton soup because Zane says when he goes to a Chinese restaurant, wonton soup is his favorite thing. Uh And I'm like, oh, okay. These old men swapping (laughs) soup stories. So we got wonton soup at this Chinese restaurant. Did he love it? He loved it. That's adorable. And so then I was looking at it. Do you ever do this where you, I was looking at it and I was like, that can't be that hard to make. Oh, I do that all the time. I, and so, are, right. I did. I came home. I'm like, and I, we need to find out how to. Yes. I still want to find out how the Pearl in the short North and Columbus make those homemade tater tots, mm. but continue. Mm. So anyway, we, I was like, okay, we can do this. So last night <clears throat> I was, I said to Mallory, I'm going to try to make wonton soup. Oh my and gosh. it was so easy. Was now so here's good? the hack the hard, okay. the true hard part is the wontons yeah okay because if you want if you go to a restaurant they're probably making wontons with like the really thin wonton yes, wrappers yes, yes the hack for it is you get little pot stickers and you put them in oh. so that's the hack so it's not identical but i'm telling you the broth was so good well, it's literally chicken stock a little soy sauce and um, toasted sesame oil. You need. We need to post oh, this on our Instagram so stories good. when this podcast release. We need releases. Yes. We need so to share the recipe. 
It's funny to make wonton soup in July or August mm. in the summer in it Ohio. It feels light and fresh, though. But it tasted so good. Yeah. And oh. the mm. boy or the all the kids loved it, but Luca especially was like, Dad, this was so good. Oh, Thank that's you. so adorable. So it was just a sweet memory uh-huh. of these uh-huh. two old men cousins that swapped <laughs> that soup are not. stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are they both nine? Yeah. They're both nine? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, my good day. I recently, and I shared this on my Instagram, I recently um, went to counseling, a new counselor. My counselor retired. I had told my counselor that I was going to continue counseling until she either died or retired, and she retired. Well, I'm glad she retired first. Yeah, (laughs) that's a little easier to share, a little gentler to share. Yes, exactly. And I have not been back to counseling for probably five years. Yeah. And so we have a dear friend that has worked um, at Onsite um, in Tennessee, Mm -hmm. who is very connected with lots of different counselors. And she herself is a counselor. Right. And um, she recommended um, she recommended this man um, Mm -hmm. between. Well, actually, in Dayton, he's in Dayton. So he's two and a half hours away from my house. But. So much is happening online with counseling now. Absolutely. That, but I did go to my first session in person because yeah. I just wanted to see, I wanted to, I just wanted to see the connect. I just wanted yeah. to make sure it was like. And it's different. You kind of feeling yeah. each other out. Yeah. You're seeing yeah. what it's like. Yeah, exactly. If you just start on the computer, I think that's hard. Yeah. But not is. impossible. But I think it, it's, it just makes it easier meeting the person in in the flesh in, in person and so and here's here's something i've been thinking about and and why i thought we would probably run with this topic is you know as i was sitting there in the very beginning of our session he was asking me a little bit about myself and just kind of asking what prompted me to be there yeah and i said well there's really nothing wrong like right. i mean i feel like my you know my life is good i have a i have a wonderful life i have a wonderful husband wonderful children i said but there are things and 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 here here's what i want to encourage all of us to do in our lives and, and and this has come from me doing it when i allow myself some time like in the morning on the front porch with my frothy coffee to think about how I'm processing my life or yes. or my challenges or things, there are there are remnants that I sense are not healthy. Absolutely. Okay. We so, all I mean everyone has that. Okay. No matter how healthy you are. Right. And so what I'm discovering is that those eat, don't just go away. Absolutely. Like, so if I have a situation come up more than once, like over and over, and I am, and I am struggling with some habits, old habits of communicating, like, like from my family of origin Mm -hmm. or from my past. And, and I'm not, and I'm not in tune with how to correct that or, or a way to insulate myself from that or a way to say like, okay, this isn't healthy. This is what I should do instead. Because that was, those were tools that Maureen gave me. She's like, you know, when this happens, when this happens with this family member in a conversation, this is what you need to do. When someone is speaking to you that way, you need to look at them and say, you do not have permission to speak to me that way. The first time she told me to do that, I was like, what? I like can, I can say that. I'm like I cannot <laughs> say that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And she's like, "Oh yes, you can because the truth is people do not have permission to speak to you in a way that you do not give them permission." 
absolutely right but but it was foreign to me like i just wouldn't i we had dynamics in our family that lent to you just you just didn't Take look. It. You just yeah. You just didn't look at a family member and say, you, know, right. "You don't have permission to talk." I mean, like the first couple times I did that, I mean, it was like I had you know six heads. Like it kind of reminds me when Kelly was said last time. She's like, "If I sassed my mom, I thought I was going right to hell." <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> like, floor was going to open. open. Yeah. So so I um so I have just been sensing that I have some things that. I'm, I'm struggling with that I know aren't healthy. Right. And so I want to go to someone to say, okay, I want, I want to address this. I want to know, first of all, where, where is this coming from Mm -hmm. and what do I need to do to, to correct it? Right. What are ways I can correct it? Because it feels like a natural response sometimes Mm -hmm. like, um, and, and one of the things I'll share one of the things, one of the things is, is I can get on a topic and if I'm upset about that topic, like I am hyped up about the topic right. and I almost can't get off the topic. Right. Like I almost have to talk it till I'm sick of hearing myself right. talk about it. Right. And I don't like that. Right. Like, especially if it's something inflammatory, if, especially if it's something like on the negative end, like something that someone's done or said or whatever, mm-hmm. like uh, why, why, why am I doing that? Yeah. Like, I want to know why I'm doing it. I want to know the healthy way to correct it and to move on from it or to let it go. And, um, I, there were uh, several things that this counselor said to me that are, are going to stick. Mm-hmm. Um, there were several things that Maureen said to me over the years that I still repeat. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, is you don't have permission to talk right. to me like that. And probably cause it made such a big impression on my life when I actually did the stuff she told me to do. But, um, is he said that your brain is always leading you to healing. Hmm. Your brain is always trying to take you to a place of, of safety and healing to heal. And I'm like, and and literally I look at him, he's brilliant. Like so many credentials. And I look at him, I, I just can see myself tilting my head and said, really? Always? Yeah. I mean, always. Yeah, because I'm like, well, my brain is always being crazy. He said, I said, always? <laughs> and he said, in my professional experience, always. Interesting. And so that's why we do things. That's why, like, naturally our brain comes up with things to do right. to help us or to protect us. And he said, another thing he said is your brain is brain one and your body is brain two. That's so interesting. <gasps> I think I've referenced it before, but there's a book. Um, called the body keeps the score that's how our body holds all of our hurt yeah your body is brain too yeah and so so he did some brain work with me which i had never done that in counseling and so we did some brain work and he told me he's like you know you may want to go to a coffee shop after this you've got a trip home and Mm -hmm. you know because you're 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 probably going to be tired because he activated and worked with parts of the brain that not not hypnotism or anything like that but he worked parts of the brain that we don't consciously work work with like it's like you're i'm gonna butcher it i'm not gonna even say but it's basically the back part of your brain like right and um so he said that what the exercises we did will continue your brain will continue to sort and mm-hmm. work for the next several days and he said you're you're probably going to want to go to bed which i did <laughs> like you're going to want to go to That's bed funny. earlier he said and you're going to probably sleep really well and all of that happened and you said you slept really great really last night. really well yeah. 
and and really my and and he even said this he's like i think that the that that part of part of your counseling part of this mm-hmm. is your faith journey like yeah. working out your faith journey absolutely and i could almost cry talking about it because <clears throat> you know with kelly being here and then going there yeah he said you know you have such a good relationship with jesus i yeah. can tell he said and Really, I just want you to sit in that mm-hmm. and and to just just keep getting to know him. Right. And and right. he said, and it's and it's all going to work out. And I said, well, you know, it feels so conflicting, like to to want to know Jesus more and to to read his word and then feel like I don't want to connect with church. Right. Right. And he was so gracious and so good. I mean, he was just so good that I was like, Oh yeah, you're really good. He's like, (laughs) he's like, you know, one thing else, there's so many things now that I'm thinking about. He said, he said, we are so busy sometimes chasing away feelings that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. when we should really sometimes just sit with them. Yes. He said, so it's okay to sit with this. And so last night it was so wild because he told me, he's like, you know, you're going to have things come up mm-hmm. that you're like, huh, where did that come from? Huh? How, yeah. Like that was an, that, that was an interesting thing to Thought, think. Or, yeah. So <clears throat> I crawled in bed last night and at the farm, at our farmhouse, um, in, on the back side of our farmhouse, um, the lady who designed and, and, and built our, our home originally, put these small square windows along mm-hmm. the back of the second floor. Mm-hmm. So we have this, this square window in our bedroom on, on, on the backside yeah. of our, you know, on the, uh, of our bedroom wall. And I crawled into bed. This was so great. I crawled into bed and the moon last night. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Did you notice the moon last no. night? The moon last night, I don't know what moon it was called. You could probably Google it, but it was at least three, four, three fourth full. Yeah. And that, the light of that moon was streaming on me, like on me, like, yeah. like on me. And I, these were the words that came in my mind. Um, you are not alone. Mm. I love you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know you mm. and I see you. Yeah. And I, it was like, yeah, yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're literally shining the moon directly on my, my portion of right. the bed, like lighting me right. up. Right. And, and, you know, I guess today I just wanted to talk about like ways, or I see us talking about like ways that we determine when we need help. Right. Ways we determine like, hey, I don't like the way I handled that situation. Right, right. So I feel like I need to talk to someone. And maybe right now it's not a counselor you're ready for. Right. Maybe there's somebody that you really respect and that you say, I think, I think I, well, maybe let's use you as an example. Maybe if you're a teacher and you didn't handle something well, but you see Matt and you think, you know, he seems to handle things well. I want to go, I want to go kind of like process this with Mm -hmm. him, Mm -hmm. you know, those are places to start because I think sometimes I really do believe this. I think I do believe this because of so many polls I've taken on Instagram. (laughs) I believe that we all believe that we are trying our best. Yeah. I believe all of us believe 
hey, I want people to remember me like this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying mm-hmm. to live my life like this. And we believe it from our own lens. Right. The people that I had the biggest challenges with in my life with my family, they are sitting somewhere today probably believing from mm. their perspective and in, from their lens that they are doing their best, they are living their life the best way they can, and and everything that they did, you know, maybe was the right way, right? Right, right. So, so how do we know? That's so interesting to think of, like think of one of the people in your life that brings you the most stress or hurt, that they think they're right. Well, not and only they think not they're only, doing their yeah, best. Oh yeah, not only they're right that they think like this is how I want the world to remember me while I'm gone, yeah. when I'm gone, and this is how I perceive myself. That's so fascinating to me because they're you know I can think of people that I'm like oh there are some glaring things that consistently are feel prickly or hurt other people, but they think that they're doing their best or and, they are doing their best, and and they don't see it, and they don't see it. So how do we? What are ways you think that we can? decipher that and determine that yeah. and go, okay, this is, this is about, this is me too. Right. Right. Oh yeah. You know, I think for me, one of the things that I do is I check in with my wife. Um, so my therapist gave me, we started, I, I'm kind of in a similar journey as you. So I have <clears throat> consistently been with my therapist for probably two and a half years now, probably going on three. Um, and recently she said, Hey, let's do some different exercises. So she gave me this checklist of cognitive distortions. I actually have it sitting here in front of me because I just talked to her yesterday (laughs) and my wife and I went through, there's 10. Um, if you wanted to look at this, it's, if you Google checklist of cognitive distortions by David Burns, um, how do you spell that? B-U-R-N-S. Okay. And I went through this list with my wife. Um, and said, oh, this is something I see you struggle with. This is something I, that you don't struggle with. So I'll say for me, I'll give you one of mine. One of the ones on his list, number five, is jumping to conclusions that I try mm. to be a mind reader. Mm. It says you assume that people are reacting negatively to you when there's no evidence for it. Or fortune telling, you predict <laughs> that things will turn out badly. I do that. I do and that. And so, you know, for you... Like, let's say you're somebody that feels like there's nothing burning in your life. There's no big drama. No one except for me and someone that I would verbalize this to, which would be my wife, knows that I jump to conclusions so fast. You know what I mean? Because a lot of that happens in my head. Right. So so I think sometimes, you know, and and my therapist, Julie, even said, um, you know, you know yourself better than Mallory or I know you. So you are the one that has to do the work. You know, you're the one that has to say, That's well, I do saying. think That's I do kind of think like this or, um, you know, that kind of thing. And so when she said jumping to conclusions, she actually gave me a script, you know, kind of how uh, Maureen did for you is something that I struggle with is I want everybody to be okay with me. Yeah. And if I don't get the reaction that I want, so if somebody's, a little more prickly to me than normal or doesn't make eye contact the way that I want them to or well, whatever. Ma- I remember um, one time Mallory said you, you met some new people and you were like, I don't know if they liked me. And Mallory teased you and said, Oh, because they didn't have a marching band. Exactly. When you walked exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, I think I, and you know, we don't have to, I know where this comes from and we don't have to go down that path. 
but I assume the worst of everyone in regards to me. So I think like if you come grumpy, I'm like great Leanne's mad at me. Or right, if right. when Without really thinking, they could have had an they could have slept with, horrible. Right, they or, could have had an argument with right. their spouse. And so some a script that Julie gave me was I am okay even if they're not okay. That mm. even if you're having a bad day, it's it's okay, not Okay, wait, say that again. So I'm okay so, even if they're not okay. Okay, so this is in a setting if you feel someone's upset or right. someone sideways and you think you immediately think it's, it's you. Me. You tell yourself I am okay even if they're not okay. Even if they're not okay. Because That's I great. have not she said, you know, you need to tell yourself that you have nothing to fix. You don't need to rescue them and you have nothing to apologize for. If you so have done nothing good. and that's something I struggle with. But and, and I bring all that up to say is there is nothing burning in my life. There's no traumatic event that's happened in the last eight years um, that I'm like, ah, but I know my brain and I know the energy that I give to things. And so I think if you're one of those people where you're like, there's nothing burning. My marriage is okay. My kids were okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everybody's good. Mm -hmm. I think you, you know yourself better than anyone else. Right. And if you're spending time living in anxiety or trying to manage everything, or you feel overwhelmed, I'll be, I'm going to be vulnerable about my wife is my wife didn't like the way that she was quickly reacting to our kids sometimes when they were doing something she didn't want them okay, to do. So this is what I'm talking about. Like, so she is, was like, so that's so self-aware of her. Yes. And Mallory was like, I don't want to be the yelly mom. I don't want to be the mom. That's like, do yeah. this, do that. So she's like, I'm going to go see somebody and talk to them about it. And she did. So that's what took her to counseling. It wasn't a big thing for uh -huh. me. It was what brought me back to counseling was I wanted to process my dad's death that happened eight nine years ago but also i wanted to be a better dad and a better husband and get some coping skills for work that's, so that's what brought me there yeah and so it wasn't i think sometimes sometimes we think counseling the the prerequisite for counseling is that your life is completely falling apart absolutely and 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 i think i think that okay i also think this i also think there is an audience out there and there are people out there that's like what is going on with therapy? Everybody's totally. getting a counselor. Totally. Like I had somebody come into my DMs and and, and she was an older lady because mm -hmm. she was, she said she was a grandma. Yeah. She said every single one of my grandchildren have a therapist. Mm -hmm. Like we just we just when we were growing up that was just the way life was. Hard knocks. You just push through. Da da da. da. And I'm like, and exactly. <laughs> why? I'm like, you just proved yeah. your point. <laughs> Because like, you're communicating like a reckless driver. Yeah, right or or like somebody who who isn't being aware of even probably their own past of hurts totally. that they should probably address. Absolutely. Because listen, we can shove it down, we can push it down, or we can foster like some of those habits that I mm -hmm. was some of those habits that I was seeing in myself. I will foster those because they're actually an easier way, a, a, a lazier way, right. a shortcut way. I have a, I have a very strong personality. Yeah. So, yeah. so I can be really like a, like reckless and a bulldozer right. with that. And listen, I come from a long line of people, a long that, line of bulldozers, a long line of just get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. I will plow you over. <laughs> what is that? Um, oh, what is that guy's name? That rise and 
the rise and fall of Mars Hill. What is that guy? I don't. I didn't, the, the I never pastor. listened to that. Is it oh, Mark, Mark Driscoll? Driscoll. Like they kept repeating this line in the entry and mm-hmm. and and in part of it that was like you either get on the bus, yeah. or or the bus is going to run you over and there'll be a a pile of bodies, yeah, you know, behind that's right. it. And I'm like, wow. But there are personalities that you know. It's kind of like it's kind of like the strongest personality wins mm-hmm. or the, the mm-hmm. loudest, the strongest, the more, you know, determined. Um, that's, that's why I, that's probably why I was on any kind of rea- That's probably why I was on guys grocery games is they right. saw that in my personality is that, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna push, push. Yeah. Totally. And so, but if I don't, if I don't, if I'm not aware of that, right. if, I, if I'm not like, Hey, this is like, no, this is not the way to be. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. not the way to, handle things right i will keep fostering that unhealthy limpy yeah like absolutely ball bat way well and you it's funny i re-listened to our friendship episode there are three there was it was a three-part series and that was your red flag was you will talk anything to death you know you yeah that that was that was your big red flag and friendship was You will, it's a coping mechanism. Here's what I was thinking about too, with, with how your therapist said the brain finds a way to heal itself. That is a coping mechanism that your brain has used to heal itself over talking, overthinking. Yeah. It does. Yeah. That yeah. is, that is, yeah. a, that is a coping mechanism. Cause I'll get to it. But it's not the most, no, the most healthy no, it's one. Not. Uh-uh. It is, you know, um, there was a, a rage in the early eighties, um, after Sybil, is it Sybil yeah. came uh, out yeah, 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 yeah. multiple personality disorders, yeah. which is not in the DSM anymore. So now it's called disassociative identity disorder where you disassociate from your real life to create a different life or a different persona. That is a coping mechanism. That yeah. is the brain yeah, trying is. to heal itself, yeah. but it's in a way that's, that's also destructive. Yeah. Right. And so our brain does try to find ways to heal itself. You know, when you think about Sybil or the multiple personality disorders that was so popular on Oprah and talk yeah, shows yeah, in the 80s yeah, and early yeah, 90s, I remember. The, the disassociative identity disorder is what it's called now. Our brain is trying to get away from our reality to create a new, healthier reality. Yeah, the problem is, even though our brain is doing that naturally and it, it is a way to cope, it's not the healthiest way right, to cope. Right, and so right. I think sometimes... You know, we our our bodies naturally just like that that grandma that came into your DMs that is like, why are my grand? She has coping mechanisms, oh, and I don't know pla- this in place. I don't know this person at all, so I'm projecting this on them. But you know, she might have um, she might cook for everybody and say like, oh, that's my therapy. Yeah, that is a coping mechanism, but is it stuffing stuff in your you know your emotions down? Is it making you know? There's there's reactors. There's consequences for that too. Right, right. Um, and so I think sometimes there doesn't have to be something wrong, but it's a therapist. What I think they do and what they bring to the table is they're going to give you tools and strategies that are the healthiest way yes, to cope. 100%. You know, we, we have ways to cope. Like for me, a natural tendency since I learned that I can put up boundaries with people, <laughs> a natural, <laughs> a natural tendency for me is to be an all or nothing person. Either you're in my life oh. and you're not in my life. Well, guess what? 
that doesn't work in every place. No, that doesn't work mm-hmm. in fam- some families. That doesn't work in the workplace. That doesn't work in lots of other areas. Mm-hmm. And so what a counselor does for me, you know, my brain says, hey, for me to be my healthiest, we're an all or nothing. We're a black or white. You're either in my life or you're not in my life. But what a therapist does for me that I think other people could identify with is they're going to give me tools on how to interact with the world around me in a really, really healthy way that's going to give me a script to say or an exercise to do to help me be the best version of myself. Because the reality is I really can't block out every person that rubs me the wrong way. Right. You know what I mean? I can put up boundaries with them and I can have tools on certain personality styles or certain people that say things to me that might be hurtful or passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people that if I'm being really honest, there are a lot of people in my life that rub me the wrong way or hurt me Mm -hmm. that I can't just block out. Right. Right. (laughs) Like I have to interact with them to some level. Right. And so what a therapist does is they're giving tools on how to navigate that in a really healthy way. So true. So good. And so that's why I think therapy is good for lots of people. Um, And so I think, you know, I think as we have talked about there, there have been people that have said, hey, you encouraged me to go back to therapy, to try it for the first time. We're doing, we're encouraging you again today. Like if you're thinking, here's what I find. And and I guess that's why I kind of wanted to talk about this today. I have so many people that come in my DMs and say, I've been thinking about going to counseling for the last two or three years. I know I should probably go to counseling. I don't know how to find a counselor. I don't know where to start. You know, if, if that's you, just find me on, on Instagram. I'm at Leanne Miller and DM me and I will give you some names. I do have some names of counselors that you can connect with, um, and, and do your sessions online Mm -hmm. because don't, I, I had a lady come in my DMS and said, I've been trying to get into counseling. The list is six months. There's a six month wait. And I said, listen, here are some names. Do not let the place you're trying to get an appointment with keep you from doing it. Right. Right. There are so many great counselors out there. You can find someone we, and I think I, you know, yesterday I thought about, um, when I went to the counselor, I, there is a level of, of there's hesitation, but there's a little bit of fear. I think in all of us to go sit in front of someone and tell them, your your struggle right. and your weakness and your heartache and your hurt and your vulnerability. Right, right. But I promise you, it is some of the most healing, fortunate work for yes, your life. Absolutely. I and and yesterday I um I did. I had a little bit of like anxiousness yeah. with going in there and I'm like, oh, this is a new person. You right, know? right, and, right. And then when he's like, we're gonna do a little brain work, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you gonna hypnotize me? <laughs> like, I thought we were just gonna talk. <laughs> yeah, and and it was so I you know, it was so good. Yeah. I, I felt so, I felt so in myself. I mm-hmm. felt so myself when I left there. I felt really relaxed. I right. felt, I just felt like this was a good, right. this was a good decision. Right. Um. So, so really for anyone who might be fearful or have a little anxiety when I promise you counseling, if you get the right counselor, that's right. It will do the opposite of what you might be fearing. Yes. You will experience. I have found it to be, you know, I think we tell ourselves it's going to be an experience where we feel small or we feel vulnerable. We feel embarrassed. We feel shame. Yes. And 
There is a level of vulnerability that you have to have. Yes. But I promise you every time I've left, I've actually felt more empowered. Well, yeah. I feel. Look at all the notes on that sheet. I I mean, well, and that's a very good example right there. What I'm looking at. Matt's got a sheet with the 10 questions and on the back of it, a ton of notes. And I think it's a very, it's a very good picture of what healthy counseling looks like because you, you, you get all kinds of just not, not just great tools. Read something on the back there. I want to know. Well, Um, like, I, do you want me to say something? So she, my therapist said, um, you know, there are, there, she gave me some strategies for any conflict. One thing that I'm working on is I, in my home, I avoid some conflict. I avoid conflict with Mallory. Part of it is because I so desperately want a peaceful home. I so desperately want a home that's not on an emotional roller coaster. I so desperately want everybody to be okay in my home. But what I was one of the things that I've done is I, I avoid conflict sometimes. And so my therapist said, if there is something that you give more than two seconds of a thought to that is bothering you, wow. that's your lipness, te- lipness test for something you need to talk to your wife two about. Two seconds? Mm-hmm. Come on, because Julie. That's said, not very long. If you give it more than two seconds, you're giving it more too much energy. If you're thinking, wow. and it, she's talking about like, the dishwasher is annoying you. The One of the examples she had given was something about the toothbrush with her and her husband that they talked about early in their marriage. And it was such a small thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was bigger to one of the spouses mm-hmm, than the other mm-hmm. that they were thinking about it a yeah. lot. And the other person was like, I'll change what I do with the toothbrush. That's not a big deal. Right. So right. I think for me, it, it gives you little tools like that to say, I might be thinking something's a big deal Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. Mallory would be like, oh, I don't even care about which way we load the dishwasher, whatever. If I I know Mallory, she's like, wait, what? I didn't know. I didn't recognize that. And that's, you know, exactly. I think, um, I think also for me um, to be able to flush some stuff out that I over talk and I over camp out with Daryl about where I think sometimes he's like, Oh my gosh, let up. I can, I can have that conversation with the counselor and the counselor say, okay, let's, let's, let's ask a bigger question here or let's ask something. What, what's behind that? Right, 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 right. Um, Or underneath that. And, and then, and then it's a way of just giving me the tools I need to, to not, sorry, I'm going to say a little bit of a bad word, cover your children's ears. I don't want to constantly be bitching at my husband about something like, like on and on. Even if it's not about him, even if it's not about him, where he, where he feels like, I don't know what to do about this. I don't know how to help her like move past this. And so I'll listen, but, but it doesn't, it's not helpful for me, him, the situation. Right. 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 So if a counselor can say, okay, let me help you. Let me give you the tools here, here. And let's just talk about this a little bit. Right. Right, right. We don't want to exhaust the people around us. Exactly. <laughs> Man. That's a good word. Tell me well, your hourly rate and I'll pay it because I do not want, I don't, I don't. Right. I. And also I want to be, I I want to be, of course I want to be the best version of myself right. for, for God and for, for, for the life he's given me. But I want to be the best version of myself for the people that I care about mm-hmm. the most. Absolutely. If you say you love your family, but there are things that you do over and over and over and over and over that annoy your family. You need to go talk to someone yeah, to, to, to fix that 
so that you can become the best version of yourself for the people that you love the most. Yeah. Here's my one, my one last thought is another identifier for a, a, a reason I would go to counseling. If you don't feel like anything is burning is a shift in season. So if you're in a season mm-hmm. like you are mm-hmm. in a season where you're you and Daryl are empty nesters, you've moved, mm-hmm. you know, there's some some life events like that that haven't thrown you off your kilter, but it's a season shift. Right. Um, or if you start a new job, right, that's right. a season shift. Right, right. That's if good. empty empty nesters is a big one, well, I think that new, changes a new baby. A new baby. Mm-hmm. You know, um, those types of things. If there's a shift in season, maybe you're you've started even a new church. Maybe you've started a new job. Uh, maybe you've lost someone. And even the lot, like let's say you you lost someone in your life and you've been processing the grief well on your own, you might want to check in with the counselor because right. that's a season shift right, too. Right. So good. I think if something's not burning but you've shifted seasons, mm-hmm. that might also mm-hmm. be a good that's time. Good. So, hey, we've heard from so many of you that have either started counseling by list from listening, mm-hmm. have, have mm-hmm. gotten encouragement from us. Mm-hmm. Or you've had questions, specifically to Leanne, has gotten a lot of questions about therapy and counseling. And so this is our encouragement to you to mm-hmm. say no matter what season of life you're in, mm-hmm. no matter where you are, maybe the house is burning down and you're like, I am in a 911 emergency, mm-hmm. or maybe you're not, therapy might be a great place yes. for you to go. Yep. So, 100%. hey, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for sharing your story of mm. seeing a new counselor. I can't wait to hear more about brain spotting. It's exciting (laughs) to me. So, hey, well, whether ordinary or extraordinary, we hope you see that these These are are good good days. days.